This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. While Congress subjects the nation to its impeachment-flavored brand of bread and circus politics, our civil liberties continue to die a slow, painful death by a thousand cuts. Case in point, while Americans have been fixated on the carefully orchestrated impeachment drama that continues to monopolize headlines, Congress passed and President Trump signed into law legislation extending three key provisions of the U.S. Patriot Act which had been set to expire on December 15, 2019. Once again, to no one's surprise, the bureaucrats on both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans alike, prioritized political grandstanding over principle and their oath of office to protect and defend the Constitution. As Congressman Thomas Massey recognized, the scam here is that Democrats are alleging abuse of presidential power while simultaneously reauthorizing warrantless power to spy on citizens that no president should have. Folks, Massey was right. Republicans and Democrats have no problem joining forces in order to maintain their joint stranglehold on power. The legislation passed by the Senate with a bipartisan 74-20 vote, and it squeaked through the House of Representatives with a 231-192 margin. And it was signed by President Trump, who earlier this year floated the idea of making the government's surveillance powers permanent, with nary a protest from anyone about its impact on the rights of the American people. Spending bill or not, it didn't have to shake down this way, even with the threat of yet another government shutdown looming. Congress could have voted to separate the Patriot Act extension from the funding bill, as suggested by Representative Justin Amash, but that didn't fly. Instead, as journalist Norman Solomon writes for Salon, the cave-in was another bow to normalizing the U.S. government's mass surveillance powers. That right there is the key to all of this, normalizing the U.S. government's mass surveillance powers. In the 18 years since the U.S. Patriot Act, a massy 342-page wish list of expanded powers for the NSA, FBI, and CIA was rammed through Congress in the wake of the so-called 9-11 terror attacks. It has snowballed into the eradication of every vital safeguard against government overreach, corruption, and abuse. The Patriot Act drove a stake through the heart of the Bill of Rights, violating at least six of the ten original amendments, the first, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, seventh, and eighth amendments, and possibly the thirteenth and fourteenth amendments as well. The Patriot Act also redefined terrorism so broadly that many non-terrorist political activities such as protest marches, demonstrations, and civil disobedience are now considered potential terrorist acts, thereby rendering anyone desiring to engage in protected First Amendment expressive activities as suspects of the surveillance state. In fact, and think about this, if the Founding Fathers were alive today, they'd be defined as terrorists by the American surveillance state. The Patriot Act justified broader domestic surveillance, the logic being that if government agents knew more about each American, they could distinguish the terrorists from law-abiding citizens, no doubt a reflexive impulse shared by small-town police and federal agents alike. 
and 9-11 provided the government with the perfect excuse for conducting far-reaching surveillance and collecting mountains of information on even the most law-abiding citizen. Federal agents and police officers are now authorized to conduct black bag sneak and peek searches of homes and offices while you're away and confiscate your personal property without first notifying you of their intent or presence. The law also granted the FBI the right to come to your place of employment, demand your personal records, and question your supervisors and fellow employees all without notifying or telling you. It allowed the government access to your medical records, school records, and practically every personal record about you, and allowed the government to secretly demand to see records of books or magazines you've checked out in the public library and internet sites you visited. At least 545 libraries received such demands in the first year following the passage of the so-called Patriot Act. In the name of fighting terrorism, government officials are now permitted to monitor religious and political institutions with no suspicion of criminal wrongdoing, prosecute librarians or keepers of other records if they tell anyone that the government has subpoenaed information related to a terror investigation, monitor conversations between attorneys and clients, search and seize Americans' papers and effects without showing probable cause as demanded by the Fourth Amendment, and jail Americans indefinitely without a trial, among other things. Scary? The federal government also made liberal use of new powers, especially through the use and abuse of the nefarious national security letters, which allow the FBI to demand personal customer records from internet service providers, financial institutions such as banks, and credit companies at the mere say-so of a government agent in charge of a local FBI office and without prior court approval, believe it or not. In fact, since 9-11, we've been spied on by surveillance cameras, eavesdropped on by government agents, had our belongings searched, our phones tapped, our mail opened, our email monitored, our opinions questioned, our purchases scrutinized. Under the U.S. Patriot Act, banks are required to analyze your transactions for any patterns that raise suspicion and to see if you are connected to any objectionable people. Uh, our activities are continually watched. We're also being subjected to invasive pat-downs and whole-body scams of our persons and seizures of our electronic devices in the nation's airports. We can't even purchase certain coal medicines at a pharmacy anymore without it being reported to the government and our names are being placed on a watch list. It's only getting worse, folks. Largely due to the continuous noise from televisions and their news-talking heads, most Americans have been lulled into thinking that the pressing issues are voting in the next election. But the real issue is simply this. The freedoms and the Bill of Rights are being eviscerated, destroyed. The Constitution has been steadily chipped away at, undermined, eroded, whittled down, and generally discarded by government agents to such an extent that what we are left with today is but a shadow of the robust document adopted more than two centuries ago. Most of the damage has been inflicted upon the Bill of Rights, the first ten amendments to our Constitution, which historically has served as the bulwark against government abuse. Set against a backdrop of government surveillance, militarized police, SWAT team raids, 80,000 annually in America, 
asset forfeiture, eminent domain, overcriminalization, armed surveillance drones, whole body scanners, stop and frisk searches and the like, all sanctioned by Congress, the White House, and the courts, a recitation of the Bill of Rights would understandably sound more like a eulogy to freedom's loss than an affirmation of the rights we should possess. We can pretend that the Constitution, which was written to hold the government accountable, is still our governing document. However, the reality we must come to terms with is that in the America that we live in today, the government does whatever it wants. Freedom be damned. What once was considered inalienable fundamental rights are now mere privileges to be taken away on a government bureaucrat say so. To those who have been paying attention, and it doesn't seem to be a lot of folks, this should come as no real surprise. The Constitution has been on life support for some time now, and it's drawing its final breaths. The American government, never a staunch advocate of civil liberties, has been writing its own orders for some time now. Indeed, as the McCarthy era and the wiretapping of Martin Luther King Jr. and others illustrates, the government's amassing of power, especially in relation to its ability to spy on Americans, predates the passage of the Patriot Act in 2001. What the Patriot Act and its subsequent incarnations did was legitimize what had previously been covert and frowned upon as a violation of Americans' long-cherished privacy rights. After all, the history of governments is that they inevitably overreach. Thus, enabled by Paper Tiger Congress, the President and other agencies of the federal government had repeatedly laid claim to a host of powers, among them the ability to use the military as a police force, spy on Americans, and detain individuals without granting them access to an attorney or the courts. And as the government's powers have grown, unchecked, the American people have gradually become used to these relentless intrusions into their lives. In turn, the American people have become the proverbial boiling frogs so desensitized to the government's steady encroachments on their rights that civil liberties abuses have become par for the course. Yet, as long as government agencies are allowed to make a mockery of the very laws intended to limit their reach, curtail their activities, and guard against the very abuses to which we are being subjected to on a daily basis, our freedoms will continue to be eviscerated and destroyed so that the government's powers can be expanded. The Constitution be damned. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.